This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Sunday, April 23rd, 2023. And today's show is a virtual club dread reunion because <laughs> because we're doing this virtually and my guests are Jay Sandrasekar, Kevin Haverton, and Sam Levine. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. 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 <laughs> Let's meet everybody individually and uh alphabetically. I'd say by first name, but I think you're you're you the three of you line up no matter which way we do it. Uh, <laughs> In the same order. Um, he's the co-writer and co-star of Quasi, now on Hulu. He's Jay Chandrasekhar. Hello, dude. Hey, Doug. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. Uh, excited. Yeah, oh, that's good. I'm excited uh, for your movie that uh, just started on Hulu a, a couple of days ago. You know, we... Um... We're pretty excited too. I mean, it's it's a real wild thing to have a movie just get plugged right into the houses of the stoner <laughs> stoners who follow us. Oh yeah, it came out on uh, on four twenty, which is always always a, a sign yeah. for it, that it's going to be a good time. And um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, let's you know, let's say hello to the director. And also co-writer and co-star of Quasi on Hulu now is Kevin Heffernan. Hey, Kevin. Hello, 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 hello. How are you? 
it's good to have you back or to hear you back. Good to be back. I um I've been I've been dying for you to show us a picture of yourself, Doug. But you know, I know we're we're keeping it mysterious here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll uh I'll turn my camera on uh, at some uh, point. At some point, I'll surprise everybody for <laughs> emphasis. I'll shock everybody. But uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I like to do an old school uh, radio style. Like we're all call, we're all calling into a radio station interview. We're all, it's one big phoner. Sure. And um, <laughs> what have you directed stuff before? Or is this your first uh, direct? Is this your directorial debut? Uh, I directed uh, a Broken Lizard movie many years ago called uh, The Slam and Salmon. Um, I I work when Chandra Sekar is otherwise busy, so. I directed a movie uh, about 10 years ago for Broken Lizard. And then I've done, um, I've directed about, we've done about 50 episodes of my show, Tacoma FD, and I've directed half of those. So I guess that's oh, kind okay. of, you know, that counts, right? Yeah. No, um, you're, you're, you're an old hand now at directing. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, ex quite an expert. Well, tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about uh, the movie. Quasi short for, it's a reference to Quasimodo, right? Yeah, this is our uh, this is the broken lizard spin on the Quasimodo story, and um, it has nothing to do with the original Quasimodo story except for a hunchback character at the center of it. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> but it is actually it's set in medieval France. Uh, it's set in the 13th century in France, and uh, we made this movie about this kind of lovable loser who finds himself in this conflict between the Pope and the King, the two most powerful guys in his world, and then um, at the same time he's falling in love with the queen. So it's kind of um, a skewed Braveheart love story. Yeah. It sounds like a real uh, 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 love triangle of sadness. <laughs> um, there it is. <laughs> and how did, uh, how did you guys land on uh, Steve being quasi like, cause he's not naturally ugly and slumped over. You know, he's not on the, on this uh, show, Doug, you don't have to compliment him. <laughs> Steve uh, worked at a, I mean we wrote this script way back when like when we were writing Super Troopers we were simultaneously writing Quasi and, and this is back when Steve was working in a record store uh, uh, in Manhattan called HMV and, and there was a guy in the jazz and blues department who spoke out of the side of his mouth and Steve would come back to us and imitate the guy and the guy would basically say Steve, the saxophone is the loneliest instrument. I sit in my windowsill and play it on a hot, sweaty summer day for a woman who will never come. And uh, <laughs> he would do that invitation. And we would laugh and riff and riff and laugh. And we kept doing it. And eventually we thought, let's put a movie. Let's put that guy in a movie. And then let's make him a hunchback and a virgin. And let's set him in 12th century France. So we need a king and a pope. And there we go. And then you're off. And uh, how did did you uh, fight over who gets to be king and who gets to be pope? <laughs> yeah, we have big arm wrestling thing <laughs> session. Place do some Rochambeau to, to yeah, decide. Yeah, little, little rock paper scissor. <laughs> um, no, you know it was it's it's fun because when we write our movies, we try to avoid those fights as far as long as we can. So everyone just kind of writes, and then we cast very late in the game. And uh, I don't know. By the time we got to the end, it just kind of felt like. You know, I Soder, Paul Soder really wanted to be the Pope and, and Jay really fit the king. And uh, and Lemmy was, you know, going to be quasi no matter what. So it all kind of fell into place. No, no fights, no brawls over it. And uh, I was, you know, I'm not a terribly observant religious person, but I was technically born a Hindu. And I thought maybe I shouldn't play the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but King people, is OK. Yeah, well, people are already <laughs> mad. They're, they're, they, they think we're. We're woke because we have an Indian king in France. You know, people are criticizing us already for it. It's actually no. There's just five broken lizard guys, so everybody's got to play something, right? Someone's got to play something. Yeah, yep. like they've never seen a broken lizard movie before. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they've all been, they've all been pretty woke on that score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's say hello to our our third guest today. Uh, who, of course, co-starred with these other dudes in their film Club Dread. Yes. And he's he's a returning champ to the show. It's Sam the Mam Levine. Hey, Sam. Hey, dude. That was like the Raising Arizona of intros before you got to me. There was so, covered so much before 
where the opening titles could finish. Yeah, so you, happy gotta, to be here. you know, you got to give the people a chance <laughs> to talk about why they're here. I knew you didn't have anything to plug other than that you're you're available on Cameo. That's true. But also, so. I watched Quasi <laughs> yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. Too, so we can keep the conversation going. Yes. What, uh... I wanted to jump in, but I know you don't like it if, if I jump in before my intro. Um, oh, it's and... okay. Oh, we're, all right. we're all friends here. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say uh, casting Paul as the Pope was uh, brilliant. He's fantastic. He does a fantastic <laughs> he's, job he's as the Pope. Fantastic as the Pope. So that's it. That's all I have to add. Okay, I'm going to take off, guys. Thank you, Sam. (laughs) Yep. I was in a dumb hotel room uh, since uh, Wednesday uh, that, uh, you know, doesn't have, you know, you don't have access to Hulu and I'm not going to watch the movie on my phone. So that's going to be a a treat for me this evening. Yeah, watch it properly, Doug. Got to watch it properly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, TV's still, I really like to, you know, I I like the motion picture experience, but... uh, but, uh, you know, now that we got these big screen TVs and you can sit close to them. I think he meant stone, Doug. Oh, <laughs> say well, what? You don't, have to worry. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. That's... <laughs> I watch everything stoned. I watch Siddler's List stoned. <laughs> Kevin and I also went to Schindler's List stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to get through it somehow, right? Yeah, I think it made it better. I mean, it was a great movie made better. It's got it actually has a couple of like light, light moments, if I recall correctly. I mean, not (laughs) not a lot, just a couple. But there's a couple couple little jokes in there, I think. <laughs> yeah, Ray finds there's a there's a tight ten right in the middle of the movie. <laughs> he tr- tries out his road material mm-hmm. for some of the workers. Um, speaking of Tacoma FD, when is uh, is more of that on the horizon? Yes, sir. We uh we finished. We shot 13 new episodes. Uh, we just finished editing about two three weeks ago. And uh, it's going to air this summer. They have not given us a date because the company that we're involved with is is turned upside down by mergers. But um, mm-hmm. it's uh, we're uh, in the can. It's finished. The season's great, and uh, they're all going to drop uh, this summer. I'm being told. I don't have a date yet. All I right. wish I did. I wish I did. Well, did I spy with my little eye? Or there's like a, a few people from Tacoma FD that are in Quasi. Yeah, we got them all in there. Um, yeah, I mean, the Eugene. funny thing was we we shot this movie um, between seasons three and four. We had like a little six-week window, which was one of the reasons we were able to get the movie done quickly. Um, and so basically we just took the Tacoma crew and the cast and we moved them over to this movie. And we got all the all the guys in there for little cameo parts. So, That's great. And they're all very funny in it. It's like a castaway what lies beneath tie-in. Yeah. Exactly. You guys remember that? That when the Zemeckis was doing Castaway, they had to take a year off so that Tom Hanks could lose all that weight and grow the beard and the hair. Right. And Zemeckis loved his crew so much that in that time, the entire same crew shot What Lies Beneath with uh, Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. All right, and right, then when they okay. finished, they went right back to the second half of Castaway. So it's exactly like that. You exactly went to, like that. It's exactly like that. Now you're going to do Quasi 2 yeah. between the next <laughs> season of Tacoma. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can do that. (laughs) Terrific. That's how I'd like to watch Castaway and What Lies Beneath with the one, (laughs) the one. So I feel like a year has gone by. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You just pause it in the middle. I mean, that What Lies Beneath is is I saw a a little bit of it on cable a while back, and it is that movie's insane. Like it (laughs) is just. It's like it's every other every other moment in that movie is a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yep. Um, all right. So um, let's get to the part where we talk about uh, movies in general. I do a segment now on the show every week uh, called Recommendation Nation, where I ask each one of my guests to recommend a movie. Uh, that fits under a particular topic or category. Ah. And in the case of today, what I'd like each of you to do, because now Sam's seen Quasi, so he 
he's uh, well equipped to do this. Uh -oh. um, I'd like the, each of you to uh, recommend a movie that you think pairs well with Quasi. Ooh, for whatever okay. re whatever reason you have, let's start with Jay. What do you think, Jay? What movie would make a great double feature with Quasi? Well, I would say um, the Three Musketeers. Oh yeah, Richard Lester. Yeah, the uh, kind of light-hearted Three Musketeers. Lots of action, but also just fun. Yeah, and it's sort of you know it's set in in uh, ancient Europe, and and there's some historical elements to it, and uh, you know there's a little a little bit of a little bit of violence and uh, some excitement. So yeah, it's a similar similar kind of era. Yeah, and they all wear the same wigs that uh, you wear in this movie. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. And, and, and what about did you did, did you like the uh, follow up? The Four Musketeers was that as good for you? <laughs> Man in the Iron I'm, Mask. Yeah, I'm generally reluctant to see sequels, and I and I know that's wrong because I occasionally make them. But I'm, <laughs> I'm generally like I don't see like I've never seen Fletch the second Fletch with Chevy. I've never seen the second Caddyshack. Uh, if there was another Blues Brothers, I definitely didn't see that. I just there was, like, there was. was. <laughs> well, that one, that one I saw that, and and I was right, um, uh, not to see it. So, um, you know, I, I just like, I just like the originals. That said, see Super Troopers three when we make it next year, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, what do you think? What's a good uh, double feature with Quasi? I'm gonna go uh, Braveheart. Um, we, uh, because basically we ripped off a shitload from Braveheart for this movie, uh, Jay's character in one for one, uh, we were huge fans of the King in, um, Braveheart. I, I believe it's Patrick McGuhan. Mm -hmm. What's the guy's name? McGooney was the prisoner. Yeah, I would call him McGuhan. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, we love, we always loved that guy. We watched that movie and, uh, here's a, here's the thing that people can do when they watch Braveheart. Watch that guy. He never blinks in the Ooh. whole movie. Ooh. If you watch him, <coughs> he never blinks. And that's what we loved about the guy. So Jay never blinks blinks in quasi on purpose. Uh, and then we stole also the um, the queen who 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 falls in love with a dirty commoner. We uh, we stole that little element too from Braveheart. And um, so I think you know people can see what we're paying homage to. Right, and also Braveheart, if you watch it now, is probably got some stuff in there that's more unintentionally funny than they intended. Yeah, and things you couldn't <laughs> get away with now. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of brutal. Yeah, like Mel Gibson <laughs> essentially makes fun of the prince through the whole movie, um, but um, we can't. We would never do that now. No. We would never do that. How long can Please. you go without? Yeah. How long can you go without blinking, Jay? Well. Kevin's, you know, uh, the truth is I attempted not to blink uh, <laughs> on the first day. And then I'm like focusing so much on not blinking. It was a little bit hard to hit the right comedic rhythm. So if I'm not blinking in the movie, it's because Kevin edited out my blinks. Every time I blink, he probably cut away. It's funny. Like I was in a restaurant many years after Braveheart came out and I was sitting next to Patrick McGowan. <laughs> and he was with his wife and he was eating soup and I was just watching him to see if he blinked when he ate his soup and um, I don't think he blinked then either Wow, he's a, he's a consummate professional or he was or he just is really intense about soup he is very intense about soup and acting yeah you gotta keep your eye on soup you can't you blink and yeah. that's when the uh, flies get in there sure then you're done <laughs> Sam Yep. If you could have watched it on a mm -hmm. double bill with another movie, mm -hmm. Quasi, and what do you recommend? Uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, then <laughs> Quasi, then Kill Bill Volume 2. <laughs> just because that... you like those movies, or is there some connection, Sam? Well, the, the, the over the top uh, violence. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Gore. <laughs> Well, that that maybe took it up a notch of uh, extra notch of excitement about quasi for me because I, I I didn't know it was going to be really violent. Well, 
don't know about well, there's some violence. comedy violence, there's yeah, some comic violence, comedic violence, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the best yeah. kind, yeah, yeah. I laughed my ass off during John Wick 4. <laughs> well, there's nothing funny about that violence. I was gonna bring oh. that up as my as my double bill movie. It's so the, the Sam though, it's funny because whenever there's a set piece in that movie, like when he's falling down the stairs or when he's getting hit by cars in, in, in that uh near the Arc de Triomphe, mm-hmm. it's like uh they it always goes on for several beats longer than than, <laughs> oh, well. than you know, than necessary. And so I would just kind of like the vomiting and trying to go with sadness. Oh. Like after after 10 minutes of it, the, uh, the last seven minutes of it was a laugh riot to me because I, you know, I just couldn't believe that it was still, go- you know, that it was still going. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's the nature of the whole John Wick 4 movie. It's three <laughs> hours long. Yeah. And everything goes on a little too long. But my th- thing was that the, the interesting thing is that those two set pieces that you mentioned are probably in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Mm. And I thought they were some of the best action set pieces I've ever seen. But I had action fatigue by then. Oh. <laughs> it's too much for some then. people. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. It's definitely a lot. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I've been railing against movies that are too long because I think most of them are these days. Yeah. But for some reason, I, I was all in on, on the John Wick 4 being so long. But I think it helped that I didn't know it was that long before I saw it. So then, <laughs> uh, good thing you didn't read wow. Leonard's review. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> suffers from it? over length. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything. I mean, why would why would Leonard even watch John Wick 4? Like, it just doesn't seem like it's made for him. <laughs> I, I doubt he watched it. He knows what's going to oh. happen. Right? Oh, OK. You were just joking. I see. Yes, I was. Because he. Because now he just sort of reviews the movies that he would want to see, and then he's but he still often finds them too long. He he does. I well, think everybody record. should only review the, the movies they want to see. That would make for a more appropriate review. Well, that's Indeed. why you know the numbers uh, tend to be a little more favorable on like on those opening day polls because it's everybody who chose to see the thing on opening day. So there's like yeah. a yeah. extra enthusiasm level there that you know. Uh, helps a lot um, well these are great recommendations you guys and uh, I will um, you know put them in the put them into my uh, Twitter feed and see uh, see how people react and um, we're going to play some games after this break we'll be right back if debit is your go-to card discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too so check out discover cashback debit a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases that's right cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore whether it's a movie date flea market find or midday latte you can start earning cash back and did i mention there are no fees period Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back. And the first game I would like to play today is something that I call Which Chris is Dis? <laughs> Which Chris is Dis? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which Chris is Dis? And okay, I, um, this. I name a movie, and then you have to tell me. If it's got Chris Evans, Chris oh, Pratt, okay. or Chris Hemsworth in it. What about Pine? What about, what no about pine? pine? What about Pine? Yeah. What about Pine? What have we got all day? He's a Chris too. <laughs> He's in the same food group. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He really is. Uh, he should have been in there, but he didn't, he didn't make the cut say, today. If we say Pine, we will definitely be wrong. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, you know the wrong answer already. It's not. It's not ever going to be Pine. Um, but we'll start with Jay. I'll name a movie. You tell me which one of those guys you think was in it, and then if you get it wrong, then Kevin will get to guess between the remaining two. And if Kevin misses, then Sam gets. I'm going to guess Chris Pine. He's going to get a gimme point if he doesn't blow it by saying Chris Pine. 
And then uh, so wait, know, let me just re let me repeat this. So it's Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Cuomo, right? Chris Cuomo. <laughs> 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 oh, really? I forgot the third one. Right, right. No, no, it's it's Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and Christy Brinkley. Okay, okay, Chris got it. Now I'm good. Chris Cuomo <laughs> was great in John Wick Four. <laughs> I hope he was one of those people that got hit by a car. <laughs> um, no, uh, Chris Hemsworth is your third one there, Jay. Got it, got it, got it. And um, and every time somebody gets one right, then we start with the next guy for the next one, and we'll see how y'all do. Okay. Um, so Jay, you get this first one, and part of this game, part of the trick to this game is uh. All three of these dudes have been in some movies I know I've never heard of. <laughs> so we'll see uh, We'll see how deep your expertise goes. And you can also just take a wild guess. Uh, <laughs> so Evans, Pratt, or Hemsworth, Jay, who do you think was in a movie called The Extreme Team in 2003? Hemsworth. That sounds like that's an your, Australian film. That's your guess, Hemsworth? That's right. And it's a little bit wild, but I'm going with it. You're going for it. And unfortunately, that is incorrect. It's not Hemsworth. Kevin, of the remaining gentlemen, Evans or Pratt, who do you think is in a, who do you think's in a movie called The Extreme Team? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Pratt. That is correct. Chris <laughs> Pratt was in something called the Extreme Team. I don't even know if he was a member of the team. Because I, I feel like in 2003, Evans was kind of a star, right? Didn't he no, do like, uh... no, no, no. That's pre-Parks and Rec. Is it? Oh, yeah. 2003? No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Evans was a star. That's why. Oh, I'm sorry, that. dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. By 2003, he hadn't been in any Marvel movies. He'd done the Fantastic Four, maybe? The first one? Right, parent? right. I thought that was around that time, maybe. Mm. Although maybe we've just screwed um, Doug on one of his. Um... Oh yeah, sorry, sorry Doug. Sam sorry. likes to help his opponents with uh, his commentary as, as the game. <laughs> I like goes. it. I love it. It's, it's, it's informational and educational. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> what? Wait. What just happened? Oh, you got it. All right. You got. I it got right. a point, so Sam. Or yeah, however many Sam, points I got. You got one. Sam's up next. Oh boy. Sam, have you ever heard of a movie called Walk the Talk? Walk the Talk? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well. Uh, I mean, I hope I didn't write it down wrong. Maybe it's called Talk the Walk. So <laughs> here's the truth. I, I have heard of the movie, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because my friend Carrie Elwes is in the movie, but I have never seen the film. So oh. I do not I do not know who else is in the film. You couldn't name one other person. In I it? could not name one other person other than Carrie. That's so perfect. Come perfect. on, Sam. I, I will guess like it's, it's wild guest time. It is that is definitely wild guest time. I will wildly guess Chris Hemsworth. Hang on, let me get the right sound effect. Okay. There we Incorrect. Go. Oh. Incorrect. Wow. I I'm yeah. so angry. <laughs> Uh, All right, Jay, you got Evans or Pratt. Walk the what year talk. was it? What year was it? 2007. Well, you didn't give me a year. I meant to, Sam. Well, let's let's jump ask. in the DeLorean and go back. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I still think, uh, I still wouldn't have known. I think at, at that time, I think Evans was a better walker. So I'm gonna go with Chris Evans. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Kevin. So that Kevin. means if I unless I said something like Chris Pine, I know that say, I know say Chris Pine. We, say Chris Pine. Chris <laughs> Pratt. I'm sticking with Chris Pratt and he's my horse. I'm gonna ride that horse. Yep, Chris Pratt oh, walks the talk. I'm gonna retire now. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. That was sweet. I'm gonna oh, boy, Chris and, Pratt. Wow. Wow. Back to Sam. Oh boy. The motion picture is a film from 2004 called Wanted. Oh, well, 2004 Wanted. Okay, because I know there's one later with 
Angelina Jolie. Oh, this I think this is the Angelina Jolie, isn't oh. it? 2004 was that's not right. No, that's like 2008 or 2009, I think. Oh, okay. So this is just Jolie. some other movie called Wanted. Ah. <laughs> well, in that case, let me think. Um I don't Is it Chris Pratt? <laughs> you want to stick with that? Yeah, I don't remember Evans or or Hemsworth in it. So, yes, I'm going to say Chris Pratt. That is correct. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he plays a character named Barry. Oh, uh, that's, that. that's all I know about his role in that film. Gotcha. I'm going to oh. ESP call Chris Pratt for the next one. <laughs> all right. So, Jay, you're officially in with a pre-guess <laughs> of Pratt. ESP call. ESP call. All right, let me tell you the title just to give you a chance to change your mind. Uh, the film from 2009, Bride Wars. Bride Wars. Uh, I met Chris Hemsworth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that's what happened. I thought you meant that, so that's why I wanted to give you, I wanted to give you the chance to be wrong. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Kevin <laughs> um, I gotta go Chris Evans Sam oh, Levine gets the gimme Chris for Pratt, it's Chris it Pratt, Chris Pratt. Yes. Jay you oh. had it with your pre-guess I had it oh my god you nailed it you it's nailed all, it it's all Pratt so far yeah he plays <laughs> He plays the guy. He's marrying Anne Hathaway in it, and then uh, yeah. by the end of the movie, she's like, "Nope." Yeah. Can I be honest? Yeah. You could have you could have added Chris Pine as one of the options. It wouldn't have changed the yeah. game. Was that still um, fat Chris Pratt? Was that still Fat Pratt? Yeah. Or was it is it Fat Pratt or Muscular Pratt? That uh, was like uh, pretty Fat Pratt. Fat Pratt. Yeah, that's pre Moneyball Pratt. Okay, because yeah. Moneyball Pratt is when Pratt started getting less fat it's and when then, he started getting less fat and then guardians, and then guardians was he got he got ripped ripped yeah yeah now i think he splits the difference okay the other two guys he, were i don't think ripped. he gets i don't think he gets as ripped anymore you know yeah no, and he doesn't have to star lord doesn't do that much physically it's more about you know that he's good at driving the, the ship or whatever yeah, but also they took his shirt off in the first yep. one, right? They hose him down and stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. He showed his abs. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, the guy's got abs. Look at his abs. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Yeah. All right, so Kevin has two and Sam has two. And Jay, this is your chance to get on the board. Oh, boy. The film from 2009 is Jennifer's Body. Mm. Yeah, I was surprised that one of these dudes was in that because I saw that movie. And I, I remember, remember that it. movie. I don't remember any of them being in it. No. Chris Hemsworth. Damn it, Jay. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Kevin? I'm telling you, I well, because I know that Evans was a bigger star than I would have remembered. I, I got to go Pratt again. Pratt. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, Pratt, guys. Keep going. Oh, you really so could have we are way out on a Pratt ledge here. And I'm I just can't be the one that I can't choose him. I just can't do it. That had to be fat Pratt too. Same year, oh uh, nine. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. still yeah. Yeah. Dumpy, lumpy Pratt. <laughs> lumpy Pratt. That's what he preferred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only um, say that, guys, because I'm a, I'm a heavier fella. I only say that because of that. No, I can get away with it. Right. That's why Jay is always making fun of the tall folks. He's always like, yeah. "Hey, let's go yeah. on up there." That's right. That's and right. Sam goes after the shorties. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! Uh, all right, uh, Sam, this is yeah. your turn again, right? Okay, it is, it is. Here we go. This one you might actually remember who's in it. This is okay. a movie. Starring uh, uh, people that you know are pretty well known. Okay, uh, it's called from 2007, The Nanny Diaries. Ah, uh, that one I definitely know because uh, I love I love my boy, and uh, he's quite. I don't... Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Whoa! What's happening? I'm making well, sure I'm not confusing well, The Nanny Diaries with a different movie. Oh, The Diary Wait. Nanny. Because the he's like the 
okay, because I'm thinking it was Chris Evans because it's him and ScarJo and they'd worked together already at least once. Because I know they worked together a bunch, but now I'm trying to make sure I'm not confusing my rom coms. <laughs> and like <laughs> the Manny Diaries. Because it's 2007, so it's entirely possible like Chris Pratt, like an unknown Chris Pratt, was like a doorman or something. But I don't think so. Because what other movie would he be in with ScarJo? So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Chris Evans. It is right. Chris Evans. Woo! All right. Nailed it. Thank Good you. Job. He is the, he's, yeah. He All plays right. his he's credited, so I don't believe it's a big role. He's credited oh. as as Harvard Hottie. <laughs> yeah, because he because he he like works in the lives in the building that she's the nanny in. But yeah. now isn't that after Fantastic Four? Oh, definitely. That's at that point. But wouldn't he that was... he have been a bigger star then? No, because those movies weren't terribly successful. The first yeah, one did okay, he, and then they did the second one. Well, he was Johnny Storm. Come on. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, but he's got a real weird little roller coaster of, <laughs> in his early career of like yeah. jogging between hits and things that didn't work out, and like you know, it really didn't start to click in until you know uh, uh, Avengers. But if I'm um, a, if I'm his agent, I'm like, hey, Harvard hottie, come on. <laughs> you know, at least get a name for your character. I think the Nanny Diaries is based on a book, and I believe that's the character's name, but I could be wrong. Okay. Right. And also, it was just a prestigious project because it was the couple that directed American Splendor, which any ah, actor okay. really loved because it had really good acting in it. So, like, right. he probably just wanted to work, you know, was excited to work with them or whatever. Okay. Probably fit into his schedule. I can make all sorts of excuses for <laughs> 2007. Get him on the horn. Get him on the horn. Let's talk to him about this. Come on. <laughs> okay, so we've got a tie here. So Jay, you're gonna have to sit this next one out because we have to break this tie. I think oh, that's best. Yeah. Um, and so Kevin gets uh, in order. Kevin's first up. So Kevin, if you get this one, you win. If you don't, then Sam can steal. And right. oh, this is this is fun. If neither Kevin or Sam get it, if you both miss, I'm going to declare Jay the winner. Okay. okay. <laughs> I love it. You know what? That seems reasonable. Right? Yeah. It's only fair. Uh, Kevin. Yes. Star Trek from 2008 starring Chris Pine. Yeah, that's that's Hemsworth. I know that's Hemsworth because he plays the, doesn't he play the guy before Captain Kirk? Who is the guy? Um <laughs> The, the guy uh, before he plays the Pike, right? He, Pike. He's supposed to be his dad, right? Oh, I don't know. Is he? Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. He's George Kirk. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, I knew. I know that a one. scene. There's Hemsworth. a scene with him and uh, a lady sitting around, decided trying to decide a name on James Kirk, and they mm -hmm. and and he All suggests right. Tiberius, mm -hmm. and she looks at him like <laughs> middle middle name. <laughs> well, they're not they're not sitting around. He's moments away from death. Oh yeah, I think no, he's on the bridge. I remember being on the bridge. Yeah. That's yeah, when my man crush. I, that's when my man crush started on Chris Hemsworth. Just so you yeah. know, when I saw him well, in Star Trek, that's like, a who is this guy? Who is this guy? That's a wonderful coincidence. I was just, I was, you know, I was ready for Chris Pine to show up, and and then he did. Yeah, because uh, yeah. he because his first scene is driving a car fast to the Beastie Boys sabotage. That's right. Know? That's right. That's Which right. is what you look for in a Star Trek movie: is fast cars and cool songs. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, Kevin, congratulations. You won that game. We'll Thank tell you. you what you won after Ooh. this break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back. And since uh, Kevin remembered that a, uh, early in his career, Hemsworth played uh, Captain Kirk Sr., uh, mm -hmm. He was able to uh, to secure the the win there. I hadn't remembered that, so that's why I made that the last one because I thought 
somebody might remember. Did you remember, Jay, that he played that part? Uh, I did. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so all that uh, Kevin wins, people who listen to the show know that he only won the opportunity to go first in our second <laughs> game. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you get to go first in our second and final game today, but it's but it's not a sh- short one by any means. It's a oh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be easy for any of you to take this down, uh, but we will begin with Kevin. And then we'll go to Jay and then to Sam. Switch that order around. And we're and not doing the Chris game anymore, right? Is this a new game? This is going to be a new game. Oh, boy. Okay. And it's something that I call, whose tagline is it anyway? Oh, okay. Oh, boy. I'll say Sam's favorite game. I'll say a tagline from a motion picture. And in turn, you each get a guess. If anybody gets it right, you get a point. These are, you know taglines from uh, movies throughout the history of cinema so this is not easy okay <laughs> a lot of bad taglines out there um do you do you, you guys know offhand the tagline for quasi um every day is hump day yeah <laughs> see that's an example of a good one because <laughs> it's actually funny and and tells you something about what, what you're about to watch there you go. There you go. That's going to have a lot of humping in it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin will be up first. And, oh, here's the other thing. Here's why going first isn't an advantage. is because after you've heard one or two of these, you might notice a, a theme emerging that will make Ooh, it okay. easier, easier to guess which movie it is. But you still may figure it out just based on the tagline because some are more descriptive than others. So I don't get a point for the quasi one. No, because you that's a motion picture you directed. Ah, okay, got it. But although it is funny, I, I, I could fool directors on what their taglines are uh, day and night. Like a lot of them don't know because you're, you're not necessarily involved in that part of the process every time, right? No, we aren't. But for this one, we were because there was a fight between marketing and creative because marketing loved that. And the Disney, well, essentially, we made a Disney movie quasi and they were upset. They didn't want us to. Uh, be uh, uh, unsensitive to uh, hunchbacks. They thought they thought it was insensitive. Right. Well, it's also insensitive to Wednesdays. Exactly. No, and humping. <laughs> it's true. But there was <laughs> a historical character named Quasimodo, and that's why we got away with. There it. was, but Disney has a significant IP in that character, which they didn't want us to mess with either. <laughs> I see. All right. Well, here we go, Kevin. Okay. Here's the first one. Uh, fiery temptress and inhuman beast. The strangest pair in all the annals of horror. Fiery temptress mm-hmm. and inhuman beast. Yeah. Okay. Strange pair. Strangest in the annals of horror. <laughs> Ooh, right, Mr. and Mrs. Right Smith. There. Mr. It's and right Mrs. there Smith. in the annals. <laughs> Is that really your guess? Uh, that'll be my guess because I don't know. That's a okay. funny guess, though, isn't it? Mr. and Mrs. It Smith. was fun. Yeah, that's why I thought you might just have been kidding around. <laughs> that's what Jay will do is he'll say his answer was just he was just kidding when he's wrong. <laughs> you ready for it? Yeah. Because <laughs> Kevin's definitely wrong. I didn't hear any buzz, but I'm guessing. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to so say go to Jay. Um, uh, the Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I'm not good at these games. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's more satisfying when you hear that. Sam? Uh, that's definitely Super Troopers 2. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's another thing uh, uh, I just remembered is that you, uh, who's the narrator of Quasi? Oh, Brian Mr. Cox. Mr. Brian yes, Cox. Yes, Mr. Brian Cox. Is, yeah. is, he's alive again. We were very uh, lucky <laughs> to get him. Uh, his, his schedule freed up a little bit. 
no. Uh, no, we we got him between uh, recording McDonald's and Virgin Atlantic, and he uh, recorded our narration. Didn't even have to leave the booth. Night. He did. And I'm not lying. I'm not lying. He, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> he said, I'm going to be in the booth in Brooklyn on X day if you want me to do it. Okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. When reading the lines for your movie, did they ever throw in a ba da ba ba ba? I did. I did to make him feel comfortable. <laughs> uh, all right, Sam, that is incorrect. Oh, well. Oh, no, my, my noisemaker broke. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, um, None of you got that one right, which, uh, you know, like I said, the first one's always trickier because, you know, you, you don't know what the theme could potentially be. Uh, but that is from a motion picture from 1956 called The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, no. Okay. Damn. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> With Gina Lola Brigida as Esmeralda okay. and Anthony Quinn as Quasimodo. But so don't you think that Angelina Jolie is a fiery temptress? Temptress? <laughs> she so is, yes. Close. I'm close. Yeah. Gorney yeah. Weaver is and also fiery temptress. True. Yeah. True. And Brad Pitt is an inhuman beast. <laughs> <laughs> another another man crush of mine, Brad Pitt. Just All right. Me. All right. Let's get somebody on the board here. Let's start again with Kevin on this next one. Okay. So so far we have Hunchback and Notre Dame was the first answer. So what movie do you think had the arguably terrible tagline <laughs> uh you know because sometimes they work the date the movie's coming out into the tagline and then like mm. that becomes irrelevant so quickly like as soon as the movie comes out <laughs> all the posters look stupid um yeah. so they said about this movie join the party june 21st okay that's the first day of summer right correct summer school Great guess. Not the right answer. That's a great guess, though. Come on. Totally great guess. Yeah. Summer movie. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think they made that one come out in August, though, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Jay, what do you think it is? Join the party June 21st. Mm-hmm. Exclamation mm. point. Here's what I think happened. I think the movie is called Juneteenth. It didn't land on a Friday, and they said, screw it, let's go with it. Is that a join the party kind of a thing, though? Juneteenth? <laughs> mm, join Maybe the party a... of freedom? Okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. And I'm going to say uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame the animated one from the mid nineties. You figured it Whoa! out. You figured it out. You son of a gun. Yeah. The sample of being smarter than us. No, I've just yeah. been on a lot of these podcasts with Doug. <laughs> uh, the animated hunchback with uh, Demi Moore as Esmeralda and Tom Hulse was uh, quasi in that one. Okay. That's the one we were not allowed to touch or make fun of. Because right, because it did the whole Disney thing, yeah. We had to change the also... color of the wardrobe of our hunchback because they thought it was too close to the color of the wardrobe of that hunchback. Honestly, well, you know, and also I don't care how silly a face Steve's makes that that hunchback in their movie is an ugly dude. Right, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like so, like when he walks around the parades at Disneyland, it's like. Kids are like, is that a good guy or a bad guy? Terrified. <laughs> How am I supposed to react to this guy? All right. So uh, Sam's on the board with one point, but everybody's still got plenty of opportunities to uh, get in okay. on this. Okay. Uh, so, so far we have the Hunchback of Notre Dame and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, Kevin, <laughs> what yeah. movie do you think uh, would, would fit that the theme that's established here with the tagline? Some call him bad. They call him dad. Whew. Some call him bad. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably got to have a, a some sort of hunchback uh, theme to it. Um, say, the, say it again. Some call him bad. They call him dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to say stun of the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not it. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's the wrong noise. That's it? No, okay, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's incorrect. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jay? Father of Man. the Bride? Oh, Father <laughs> of the Bride. Uh, no. Okay. Do you want the, do you want the whistle or the, the oh, give me the damn buzzer? Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> Sam, have you figured this out? I, I have absolutely not. Um, I do. I mean, I, it's not like I've seen every Hunchback movie, but I don't remember anywhere he's a dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe you went for a a, a Hunchback of a different type. He's Ghost Dad, right? That's like, that movie just popped into my head too. Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Some do call him bad, by the way, and others call him Dad. It is accurate. Yeah, no, you're I right think, about that. I think Abbott Costello made Son of the Hunchback. So oh no! Right. No, do you think? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't even think okay. they ever. I don't think those guys ever even met. I don't think they did a meet the hunchback. I don't. They didn't think. meet the hunchback or anything. Okay. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> they were meeting everybody. They met Billy the Kid. And sure, Frankenstein. Keystone cops. Wow. <laughs> um, but this is the motion picture from 2010, where the main character that they call Dad has a hunchback and a uh, Russian accent. It's Despicable Me. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's gettable. Right. That was gettable, right. guys. That was very gettable, I think. I'm still disappointed that Despicable, the sequel to Despicable Me wasn't just called Despicable Me Too, like with a hashtag in front of the Me Too. (laughs) Sure. Sure. You know, they could have made a real statement with that. (laughs) They could have been ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. All right. So Sam's still uh, numero uno, uh, uh, but that means that Kevin gets to go first on this next one. Okay, okay. Now, this one, I think, could qualify as a somewhat famous tagline. So somebody might just know this one just off the top of their head. Uh, Kevin, it's a different set of jaws. A different set of jaws. Okay. Huh. Huh. Um, okay, I'm thinking I, about I the shark one. movie. I'm thinking about Jaws <laughs> from the James Bond movies. Oh, um, he's kind of a hunchy. No, he's not a hunchback. He's just a big guy. Um, a different set of Jaws. I don't know. Jaws three, <laughs> 3D. Jaws and three. Jaws three and three D. Wow. I'll give you three of those. Wow. Um, Jay, what do you think? Three wasn't three D, guys. Just so you know, it wasn't Moonraker. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're not right. No, it's not Moonraker. But Kevin was you're right that, that three Jaws three was in three D. Yeah. Sam, have you figured it out? You know, in the '90s, my brother uh, every week went to a midnight showing of this movie, and I went a couple times with him. That's the Rocky Horror Picture Show, guys. That is really? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and but was that really jobs. the that was the tagline? That's why well, it's one of them. It's on one of the posters. Okay. Yeah, they had okay. several posters, and the <clears throat> one was the, the the famous lips from the opening credits, and it just yep. says a different set of Jaws. Okay. Okay. You know, because it came out came out pretty soon after the Jaws first Jaws. Right. Mm-hmm. I get it. And the lips. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had a few uh, clever uh, posters that m- played off of other movies. Okay. All right. So Sam, Boy, I'm not doing a really, good job. I'm not doing Sam's a good job. Sam's really this killing game. this thing. Mm-hmm. I really don't is. think anybody else has a chance, but it's still worth trying. Okay. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's back to Kevin, and this is the tagline: the scariest comedy of all time. Um, I'm going to say Young Frankenstein. 
That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I know. I do not think of that movie as scary at, at all. At all. Yeah. But that's the joke, right? Isn't it? I guess. But even, you know, they, it was even based off of, I don't think Frankenstein movies are scary, you know? Like, yeah, true. You know, I always think the, Marty, isn't Marty Feldman a hunchback in it? Or yeah. Mar- who's a, yes. who's a Igor. Igor. Yeah, Igor. Yeah, okay. Is the okay. hunchback in that one. So you've, you've figured out what's happening here. I get you. I get you. But okay. it's too little, too late. I'm afraid. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but Jay, let's get Jay on the board here. Thanks, Doug. All right, you ready? Yeah. Uh, well, she craves a romance she can sink her claws into. He plots a foul reign of destruction. Hmm. Well, let's see. Well, he can. Well, reign of destruction. I'm gonna say interview with a vampire. I love I love that. I mean it's a solid guess. It's not right. No. You had to go to the computer to figure that out. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> um it's um I know I just was I got kind of lost in uh how much I love the uh, AMC TV version of Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> Is it good? It's really good. It's oh, really, really violent. It's really violent, and it just kind of repairs all the damage done by uh, Cruz and Pitt in that first one. Okay. Well, first I like that movie. You didn't like that movie? It's a, it's a good like movie. It's definitely a good movie, but this is like it does it just does it better, you know. It just does what it does what it really needs to be, which is like, you know, like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise were like, "Oh, let's sort of be gay in this," you know. They're so beautiful in it though, both of them. Are yeah. So beautiful. But they don't commit to the be- <laughs> to the being lovers part, you know. Sure, and sure. uh and this TV show goes all in on that. Okay. Um and it makes it interracial too at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Um Who's up? Uh, Sam's Sam? up. Oh, I am? Yeah. Could you say the tagline one more time for me, Doug? I want to make sure I heard it right. Yeah, while she craves a romance she could sink her claws into, he plots a foul reign of destruction. Okay, I definitely know this one. It's the Baby Makers. There's <laughs> 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 a lot of claw sinking in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not it. Oh, that's not uh, it. Oh, no. I, was, I really thought it was. Yeah, I, I put in that long pause so there'd be a lot of suspense <laughs> about whether or not you were right. Okay, um, Kevin, do you know what it is? Um, I think I do. Yeah, the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Come on, guys. <laughs> the Santa Claus too. <laughs> Is that that's your final answer? Of, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good though. It's a pretty good answer. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned is that I thought there'd be dozens of hunchbacks in motion pictures over the over the history, and uh, you know certainly they've made the the hunchback story like five or six times, and uh, and then some other people have shown up with uh, humpbacks in movies, but. Um, one that you might not think of off the top of your head, but he definitely had a fucked up back is uh, Danny DeVito in Batman Returns. Ooh. Okay. As, okay. As Mr. Penguin. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Burt, Burt Reynolds had a fucked up back during the making of Dukes of Hazard as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that covers a lot of Burt Reynolds movies, I think. That's true. That's right. I was just watching the other day that movie Gator that he did with, uh, you know, that's when he and yeah. Hal, Needham, Hal Needham were going crazy with the car stunts and stuff. Yeah. And and there's a I put it on my Instagram because there's a stunt where Burt Reynolds dry, jumps into the back of a truck uh, right riding down the beach and then it flips over and he jumps out. And Hal Needham was not only the second unit director, but also was his stunt double. And so he does the stunt jumping out and they use the take where he straight up breaks his back. Yeah. It's brutal. I, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. I those guys I went, were crazy. They were. 
I went as Burt Reynolds last night to a 70s party. Oh, no. (laughs) Red shirt, cowboy hat, you know, mustache, the whole whole thing. Chewing gum? Sure. Did you, (laughs) when you found something amusing, did you do his high-pitched laugh? (laughs) (laughs) well congratulations sam levine you've done it again you won today i i had can i give you one can i give you one doug yeah another uh hunchback well you know maybe this could fit into your this could fit into your theme you just mean you want to try a, a tagline on me? I'm going to try a tagline on you. In, okay. in our theme. This is in our theme. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite taglines, too. Mm-hmm. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Oh, that is good. But I don't know. There's so many underdog stories that that could be... Mm-hmm. applied to and then also movies with an actual dog so i'm think of our this, theme though think of our I'm theme a, though oh right okay uh oh yeah i don't know what this is do you know it sam uh it's Airbud golden receiver <laughs> nope no okay Mm-mm. Mm-mm. jay do you have a guess no, but I know this tagline well because Kevin mentions it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm only ever half listening, so I can't remember the name of the movie. What you is it? You're gonna kick yourself. You're gonna kick yourself. Yeah, it's it's Rudy. Oh. And he was at Notre Dame. That okay. does fit the theme. Do you see the fit? Oh. He's kind of he's kind of the wow. hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. He really is. The halfback of Notre Dame. I'm embarrassed. I should have gotten it. There you go. I'm just trying to contribute, guys. I'm just trying to contribute. But that is a, a, that. Uh, it really encapsulates what that that movie is. You know, it's just like it's it's a great tagline. Mm-hmm. He's not a main character, but I think there's a a hunchbacked character in uh, Adam's Family. Mm-hmm. The, the one from the '90s. Yeah, it's like okay. Uncle Lumpy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right, Uncle Lumpy. Okay. Yeah, there's somebody that's not Uncle Fester, but he's but he's got a hunchback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, congratulations to everybody because you all played great. But Thank you. Sam, gets do, <laughs> Sam gets to do. <laughs> Sam gets to do. Sam gets to do his plugs first. So Sam, tell him yeah. what you got to tell him. Uh, definitely check out uh, Quasi. Uh, I'm really proud of uh, having watched it. And <laughs> I you. think everyone else should. Well, I had nothing to do with the making of the film. Uh, but as one of the first people to watch it, I'd like to think I'm more of a tastemaker. So yes. I really want to put it out there that it's a really, really funny movie. And uh, if you're not a smoker, um, be a drinker like me. I enjoyed it with a bottle and a half of wine. And uh, it was a terrific <laughs> evening. Terrifically well spent evening. Also, I am on Cameo, as Doug mentioned some time ago. Hey, Mother's Day is right around the corner. Do you have a mom who for some reason knows who I am? Great. Do you have a mom who for some reason does not know who I am? Much more likely. Perfect. And you screwed up getting her something good. I will gladly uh, put together a several minute video for your mom explaining that you were all out of ideas and this cameo from uh, me, Sam Levine, is the best you could come up with. So happy Mother's Day and better luck next year. Come on, whose mom wouldn't want that? There you so, go. Uh, find me, Sam Levine. That's Sam with two M's on cameo. I enjoyed your um, your D and D promo thing, though, Sam. Oh, that, thanks very that much, be, man. That had to be very fun with Martin and uh, <laughs> yeah, Martin and John. That was super yeah. fun. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that. Uh, <laughs> You know, the three of us have all kept in touch over the years. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it was super fun to shoot. And um, yeah, I love the love that that got online. And also, uh, I guess sort of similarly to, to Quasi, uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, was yeah. a really good movie, a hard source material to to put that together. And John and Jonathan did, I think, a really, really great job. And, and I enjoyed With the hell Chris that Pine. That's yes. right. Bada no other Chris. No other Chris. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, 
Jay, what do you got to? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you want to talk more about Quasi, that's cool. But if there's well, anything think, else you want to, plug. I think Kevin's going to plug Quasi, so I'm going to plug okay. some stand updates. So, oh, okay. Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, May 11th, 12th, 13th. Nice. Uh, Louisville Comedy Club uh, in Kentucky, June 1, 2, 3. Uh, Tacoma Comedy Club in Washington, June 15, 16, and 17. And this last one, Chicago Thalia Hall, July 21st. I'm doing two shows and recording a special. Whoa. Yeah. Neat. Nice. Thalia Hall in Chicago. That place is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Very excited. Yeah, that's Going very home. cool. What's the date of that again? July 21st. Two shows. Nice. Well, very cool. Kevin? Um, I'll, I'll definitely plug Quasi again. Uh, <laughs> it's on Hulu. Available now. You can get it in your living room and watch it with your friends. And, um. Uh, it seems to be doing pretty well. Everyone seems to like it. So uh, I'm going to plug that. And then I'll also plug Tacoma FD season four. Everyone has been asking what we're doing <laughs> and we're trying to get the thing, you know, back up and running there. So we shot a new season and uh, we got 13 episodes coming out this summer. Woo. Keep your eye out. Uh, have you guys, uh, have you and Steve ever, uh, you know, popped into that uh, Tacoma comedy club? We did. We did. We um, did. The first two, after the first two seasons, like once in the first season, once in the second season, it was a raucous thing packed with firefighters. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and it's very dangerous because firefighters, a lot of people want to drink with you. Firefighters want to lift you up in the air. Oh. So <laughs> after, when you're, in the, when you're in the line at the end, the autograph line, I was cons- constantly being lifted up in the air. And I'm not a little guy. <laughs> and it was fucking, it was terrifying. But um, they're, they're a very good audience, those firefighters. So. All right. Well, hopefully they'll come out and lift Jay up as well. Yeah, Jay, they'll lift you up. I look forward to that. <laughs> I've got a few plugs. I've got uh, shows coming up at Zany's in Rosemont, Illinois, on May fifth and sixth. And just want to remind everybody to check out Getting Dug with High, the Patreon version, and all of my dates and stuff are at DougLovesMovies.com. Now, I end every episode now with a, a line, uh, a last line from a movie. Do you fellas know offhand what the last line is in Quasi? Um, yes, it's a it's Brian Cox. I do. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, what does he say? Or is it a big spoiler or anything? It's not a spoiler because what we did is, um, you know, like at the end of Conan the Barbarian, they have, you know, James Earl Jones does a little narration on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Coxie do that for us, and um, and um, his he's basically setting up the sequel. His line is, "But that's another story." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's you know he, th- he talks about Quasi's reign as king, and then he says, "But that's another story." So that sets us up for the <laughs> yep. for the next movie. Well, it sounds like you didn't even have to hire him; you could just do it. <laughs> well, I did it. I did do it, and then the studio thought I sucked. So they, said, <laughs> they were they were the only one. Yeah, everyone did, and so they they made us go get Brian. So, <laughs> well, he's just always great to get anyway. So wonderful, uh, it's a win. Wonderful man, wonderful yeah. Man. The 1939 Hunchback of Notre Dame with uh, Charles Lawton uh, that ended with the line, "Why was I not made of stone like thee?" Ooh, oh, we yeah. should have done that. We should <laughs> No, I like yours. I like yours a lot. So thanks once again to Jay and Kevin and Sammy. And until next time, or as always, <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves